Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, where we shine the spotlight on positive developments since independence in 1962 and the way forward for Jamaica. We also highlight positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition is powered by JN Bank. Hello friends and listeners, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I'm Shelley Ann Harris. Today we have an accomplished, passionate daughter of the soil who's making waves in Canada. Candilee Crooks-Smith is an educator and consultant who holds a diploma in primary education from the Michael Teachers College in Kingston, Jamaica. She went on to do her bachelor and master's degrees in education from Mount St. Vincent University in Nova Scotia, Canada. She is a trained and certified USAID New Horizons for Primary Schools resource project teacher in numeracy, literacy, technology, and gender sensitization. A classroom teacher in both the public and private educational institutions in Jamaica since 1998, Candily was appointed principal of Almontown Primary in 2008, a post she held for over 10 years. She was awarded the Lasco Ministry of Education, Youth and Information Principal of the Year 2015 to 2016 award in Jamaica. Candily is currently the Vice Principal of Desert Sands Community School located in Ashcroft, Canada. She's wife to O'Neill Smith, mother to Joe Nathan, and Caitlin Smith. Did I say that Caitlin Smith right, Candy? Welcome to Impact in Jamaica. Yes, you did, Shelley, and thanks for having me. How are you doing? That's quite a huge bio. That's quite <laughs> a huge bio. You've been doing quite a lot. How have, you, how have you been doing and what have you been doing since you were awarded Principal of the Year in 2015-2016? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, and that's something I like to say when persons ask me, how am I doing? I'd say I'm well and I'm very grateful given you know, all the things that are happening worldwide. Mm-hmm. Since my award as Alaska uh, Principal of the Year, uh, it has been a lot of changes, a lot of growth, um, a lot of learning as mm-hmm. well yes. that took place. Um, uh, along the way, I decided that it was time to launch out and to read for the master's degree. Mm-hmm. And so I journeyed to Halifax, Nova Scotia to do that. And um, that, that was quite a journey because I left my family behind in Ontario and I was all by myself. Mm. Um, you know, in Halifax, I, I lived the campus life. I lived on campus, but I got involved. And um, it's from that experience that I was able to become the graduate student rep for students of African descent, the steering committee. And this was brand new. It was, you know, birth out of my concern that the black students on campus and the the black community in Nova Scotia, which has a rich history and connected to our Jamaican heritage. Mm -hmm. I I didn't think we were being given the attention that we needed. And it was interesting. We had an international day and we had a display about, you know, Jamaican heroes, I call them. And we had Usain Bolt, we had Marcus Garvey, we had, you know, outstanding Jamaican personalities and the president of the university walked by and she she stopped at the display and I started to speak about slavery and 
our motto out of many one people and the connection and I told her mm. we are the true multicultural people on the face of the earth I don't know about Toronto um, <laughs> because you know we already had it in our motto I know mm-hmm. we had a really good discussion and I challenged her and she took the challenge and the committee was birthed from that based on also other students who started to say this was necessary in the mm-hmm. life of a university that was based in Halifax so that was just one of the things. And I mean, I, I got to represent Jamaica um, with our International Students Association. Um, I remember doing a dance for International Day. I did my Jamaican dance, wore my full bandana outfit and I was very Excellent. proud. Excellent, yes. <laughs> doing that um, as well. Uh, I've also been assisting uh, with our schools in Jamaica and, you know, when we had the full lockdown and everything, immediately my husband and I, we, we jumped into action and we ensured that, for example, Almentown Primary had connections in order to have their classes online. So they, did, they didn't really take a break because, you know, they were using Office 365 and Teams and it was something that, you know, we had set up before mm-hmm. I left the school. And so we just delved deeper into it, um, had all the kids registered online and school continued. Um, you know, my husband and I, we did registration online. We entered all 700 kids on the system. Wow. It took us sleepless nights, but we, we saw the necessity in ensuring that there was no disruption as much as possible um, to the students' education. And then, you know, we also partnered with Kids Hub Media Network and we did some training with the, the teachers at Constant Spring Primary and Junior High, uh, how to access Google Classrooms, to set up their accounts and stuff like that. So we did, we did a little bit of that. Um, and then just recently, we had the, the official closure of my Principal of the Year project. And um, that was- Tell us about really... that project. Give us some, for our <laughs> listeners who were not journeying with you at that time, bring us into that project. Well, the project was a cultural tour, cultural study tour project. And the purpose was for us to expose our students to learning outside of the the confines of four walls in a classroom. It was Mm. taking them out on the land. It was exploring nature and it was learning on the outside and also recognizing the vast heritage that Jamaica had and how much they could learn from it. So for example, when we started the physical features part of the curriculum, it was based on the grade four curriculum. Mm -hmm. We journeyed to Irish town and uh, we partnered with uh, three other schools. So we had Craigton Primary, we had Ligony Prep and Unity Prep who were a part of this partnership. So we journeyed to Craigton in Irish town. We toured the coffee estate. We saw the majestic mountains mm. and we went to the Hope River. So, the, and they all got a dip <laughs> in the <laughs> Hope River. But it was bringing the curriculum to life, um, focused on social studies. You know, we did the tour of National Heroes Circle. Um, we, we visited the other schools as well to also have these students understand that students are students. It didn't matter if it was a private institution or a public institution and that we could work together in partnership because this is what is required for the 21st century learner, Mm -hmm. working from wherever you are in whatever situation and still doing well and also learning from others. So we had our teachers and our principals in that study tour program 
we were the ones who were teaching all the other schools. It was a glorious exchange of knowledge and experience and forming friendships. And um, as a part of the principal year of, of the year handing over, I presented a photo book that captured mm. most of what happened because Shelly and I can tell you it evolved and it no longer became a local tour, but then it also became an international tour. And we had students who traveled to, to Toronto to participate in the Jamaica 55 celebration. That's amazing. They were, yeah, they were yeah, special that's, that's guests. That's very amazing, yes. You know, and I mean, the, the, the multicultural facet of what they were doing and feeling so proud to be Yeah, and I'm sure many of them wouldn't have traveled before. We had to do all, the whole works. We had to the whole, the whole visa passport. Wow. Yes. Yes, and visas. I have to say thanks to the Ministry of Education and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. They took it on and they really worked with us and they really supported us in getting all the necessary documents and, and connections for students. And they were mm -hmm. special guests of the diaspora in Ontario. And they were also very special guests of the Consulate General. Um, Mr. Wilkes at the time, and they were treated like royalty. You know, I'm and they sure were they, totally they will not forget amazing. that experience. <laughs> will, and that's that's the idea. Mm. We don't want them to forget. We don't want them to forget that this was a part of their learning experience, mm -hmm. and it was about them being Jamaicans and proud of it and displaying their culture. So they were dubbed cultural ambassadors. So that was a part of it, and then. Also, to you know, to support the Ministry of Education's One Tablet Per Student initiative, then again in partnership with close friends and family who pledged and, and gave money towards the purchase of tablet computers for the students. So a total of 13 tablets were handed over again as a part of the closing, mm -hmm. um, one to each project school. And then we kind of adopted Central Branch Primary because they were the diaspora 2019's day of service project school. And that was when a you lot say, of partnership that we When formed. you say we adopted Central Primary, who is we in that sentence? We, okay, so we, would be my mom, who is the, mm. the founder of Transformation Community Services in Ontario, mm -hmm. and my husband, who works behind the scenes as, you know, the technical person, and also Lloyd Wilkes, who was Consul General at um, the, the consulate at the time. And I'll also, uh, I cannot leave out Ava, Detective Inspector Ava Lindo, who is the 2015, 2016 Police of the Year. We've continued that partnership. Since police then. of the Year in Jamaica. In Jamaica. Mm. Um, we, have, we have a sisterhood also with uh, the Nurse of the Year for 2015, 2016, Trevine Palmer. And we've continued to work together to uh, you know, affect change in our schools and in our communities. So we adopted Central Branch Primary and they mm. were the focus for the Diaspora Day of service for, for, for us. And um, so they also benefited from the tablet donation as well. You know, so that's basically in a, in a nutshell, um, in terms of being in the classroom or being in education, I was very proud to host Jamaica Day right here in British Columbia in our school. And it was an amazing experience having our students you know, experiencing our culture in music, dance, fashion, um, 
because you know we were in line with the the, the focus which was heart through the heart mm-hmm. and also we also had a zoom um live cultural display with Almonton primary the following day oh, when that they must were be so poetic for you yes Oh my gosh. And we had other members of the school joining in by Zoom and just getting it the raw, raw talents and skills and from our own children in Jamaica and our mm-hmm. teachers, you know. And then we had like special guests. Roy Ryan was there. Oh, and just having the kids wow, participating. Nice. Yes. And they were learning dances and we taught them some of the language, you know. So we told them how to big up themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you feel airy you know but it was really really a great experience so for how, our students. how do your students over there and you know persons from other uh walks of life race culture and so on how do they respond when they engage with jamaican culture and jamaican people what, what do they say i think they get very excited very mm. very excited oh or grades eight and nine, for example, are doing a cultural project, a cultural exploration project. Because here in British Columbia right now, the focus is on you know, indigenization and also reclaiming um, the lost languages and cultures of our First Nations community. So there's a big okay. emphasis on that, right? And the fact that as Jamaicans, we are so deeply entrenched and mm. we are so proud of it. And it's oozing out of us who we are, our culture yes. oozes out of us. People get excited about that. And our eight grades, our grades eight and nine, are now in partnership with the grades eight and nine at York Castle High School in St. Anne, Jamaica. That's amazing. Yes. And, and they're pursuing a cultural exploration. So they're learning about our culture while trying to find their own and to make that comparison and to look at the similarities and the differences and the valuing, mm. you know, and that the sense of excitement when our students get to meet and to talk on Skype or through Teams, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It it's sounds phenomenal. phenomenal. You know? It sounds phenomenal. But let me ask you, would you say that there is an equal emphasis placed on academics as well as cultural exploration? It sounds that way in listening to you. There is. And the thing is, what we're trying to do is, and and I think this is important, is that we're no longer trying to separate the two. Mm, It's emerging. Okay. And and, and I think that's the way we need to go. It's emerging of it and showing them that in expressing themselves, being who they are, you know, like, I mean, naturally for me, I'm teaching, I'm upbeat, I'm lively. People tell you that and I say it's a Jamaican thing. You know, we're all in our we're all out. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yes. We yeah, we go hard, right? I mean, I we have a Jamaican teacher on staff, and it's I just love working with her because you know the energy her, is right. Her, the energy just oozes <laughs> out of her, and she just can't help it. But that there is a there's a, also a culture of excellence that runs in our vein. Yes. And so if it's academics, we're going to be excellent at it. Right. And so we use whatever means necessary to get the children to understand and to appreciate who they are in the learning process. And and that, I think, is the important thing. And now a word from our sponsors. Roll out, roll out, roll out. 
and make a statement in your brand new vehicle. JN Bank helping you find a way. Free roads and assistance from JA. Pull out with peace of mind. One low monthly payment of us insurance from JNGI. It's three the easy way. Helping you on your journey. One low monthly payment better value your time to talk to JN. Pull out with a JN Auto Loan. JN, we'll help you find a way. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. From generation to generation, Jamaicans have depended on JN Bank to make the pride and joy of providing a safe place for their families possible. Now, with no processing fees and no down payment mortgage options, you can open the door to your own sweet home, a legacy to hand to your next generation. Visit JNBank.com to get pre approved today. JN Bank will help you find a way. Welcome back to our podcast. There's one project I'd love you to talk about, and that's a pen pal. Um, project. I think you'd mentioned it to me, to me before we started our interview. I'd yes. love to hear more about it and if it if it if it's digital in any way or if it's actual um, writing and post office. <laughs> T- talk to us about that. Okay, so the grade fours, I because I teach grades four and five or division mm-hmm. four, so it's a it's a multi grade um, classroom that I teach, and we've decided again to make that connection. They know I'm Jamaican, they know I'm lively. And, you know, I just love, I tell them I'm extra. I like to do everything big. (laughs) So we decided that we were going to, as a part of our language arts and social studies curriculum, we were gonna make those connections and we're gonna have pen pals in Jamaica. So the first thing we did, this is the digital part of it. The students created their introductory videos, and ask whatever questions they wanted to ask before Jamaican students. And mm. so we did that, edited, sent it off to Jamaica. And now I'm about to mail their actual letters that are written on paper. Oh, wow. And this was, they are very excited about this because they just want to, they're just saying, oh my gosh, Mrs. Crooksmith, I'm going to get a mail from the post office. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Such a new concept to this wow. generation. And such a special one. I mean, our and generation understand one. this, you know, but yes. I do find that the, the present generation of young people don't have any idea of a stamp, opening yes. a letter, handwriting, what the handwriting yes. mean, you know, all of those things. But yeah. Yes. So it's, 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 it's something that we're looking forward to. They have just completed their letters and we're heading to the post office next week. You are doing some amazing work. Um, as vice principal uh, in Canada now and you were doing you know groundbreaking work as principal of the year out here in Jamaica and principal of Almondtown Primary. Um, This year we are celebrating our 60th anniversary as a country. Uh, You have been you know you've walked so many paths of achievement. Um, What would you say maybe one or two things that you are most proud of in terms of Jamaica achieving things in the last 60 years? I would say that we stand out as a cultural brand. Hmm. We have a brand name. I remember visiting um, a pizza parlor here in Ashcroft. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking towards the door and there is a poster of Bob Marley. 
and there are t-shirts of Bob Marley mm. and there is Marley coffee. And I'm saying, that makes oh it feel God. so, yeah, that, that must it feel was, so good. It, this was a very good feeling. And, and I'll tell you, there is not a very big black population where I am. I mean, we mm. can count, we probably know every single black person who lives here, <laughs> you know? And the fact that as a cultural brand, we stand out. Mm. And, and that I think, again, is tied with our culture of hard work and resilience. Jamaicans stand out wherever they go. I, I just met last week, I met the, the manager, the IT manager of one of the largest companies here in Ashcroft. She's mm-hmm. a Jamaican. Wow. And what are the odds? You can only imagine <laughs> the excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? But it spoke, it really spoke to me. Here is a woman who's at the head of IT, think, think about all these things, in the terminal. This is, these are male-dominated fields yes, in absolutely. a foreign country up north yes. in the interior. And heading and it up. One of, yes. Yeah, it's one of my sisters, right? And I, I think that we stand out. We have that culture of hard work, resilience, excellence, and just ourselves, our cultural brands. I think that is something that we have accomplished and, and it's expressed through our sports, through our music, even in our education system. Even in our education system, Shelly and I, I remember I called Almontown during the pandemic and I said, I'm so grateful for you as teachers because mm. the level of hard work and preparedness that Jamaica had compared to, I was in Ontario at the time, we were far ahead in terms of having our children back on, in classes and accessing education, you would not believe. And but you know, our teachers I, are I the think boss. our teachers <laughs> are the boss. But you know, I guess that is the the side that we can fully embrace because I've had so many conversations with others who point to issues in our education system and mm-hmm. point to children being left behind. And so, you know, the point being made about teachers being the boss and really stepping up and giving of their best is still well made, but I, I, I can't ignore the, the comments I've also heard about the system just not supporting all our children in a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, they always say you never really know what you have until you lose it mm. or sometimes until you go somewhere else. Yeah. And then you realize that you're way better off. Wow. And, and I mean, if you, if you, I mean, and again, you know, like my husband always makes a little comment. He says, and they say we are third world. <laughs> you always <laughs> have that little thing at the end whenever we meet some challenges. Um, but I want to actually encourage our teachers because, um, and I said this also to, to some of my teachers here in Ontario, um, in British Columbia, I actually said to them, you know what? The children are children, students are students. It doesn't matter where in the world they are. Mm. And so their needs are always the same. And as teachers, we are teachers no matter where we are in the world. And I think it also comes down to being sure this is what you are supposed to be doing and it's your calling. Mm -hmm. Because when the challenges come, it's easy to get frustrated and walk away. For me, I remember what my passion is and what my purpose is. And I've been sharing with teachers, you know, you can't save them all. Jesus never did. But what you can do is do your best to meet the needs of those that you can. 
And, and in most cases, it, for me, it's just being genuine, genuine about the care you have for your students, the love you have for the students, the passion you have for your work. Students will recognize it. Parents will recognize it. It may seem like they're ungrateful, but, but don't be fooled. It's going to come back around. And I, I share that because in the, I just this week, I had a student. I was just helping the student. And this is a student who has special needs. And the student, in the middle of counting, this student stopped and looked at me and said, Mrs. Crooksmith, I'm going to miss you mm. because I'm going to move to a different class. And then he said, but you get me, Mrs. Crooksmith. You're a good teacher. You get me. And that for me was the moment. That's the moment of the year. Yeah. I've had challenges with this student. The student was yelling and carrying on. And I tolerated a lot of things I probably wouldn't have in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I started to remember, what if this were my child? What I, I asked myself these questions and I put myself in their shoes sometimes to say, what if I were this student? What's going on in my head right now? What are my frustrations? What are my limitations? And how can I make this experience just a little bit better for this one person? You know? And so yeah. I asked myself that. And I also encourage teachers, self-care is important because there are times when I've had to stop and I cry because mm-hmm. I don't know what else to do. But then I remember why I'm here. And I remind myself, I cannot save them all. But if it's just one, then I've done my job. And also teachers, I, I, I also think that we need to start counting our blessings one by one. Mm-hmm. Incremental movements are to be celebrated. I think we always, as educators, we try to swing the pendulum from one extreme to the other. It's all children uh, failing or all children passing. No, count each incremental step of progress. Celebrate those, celebrate them as a teacher, celebrate them with the students, make them big deals, you know? And understand that sometimes too, it takes us moving from a place of comfort and seeking more professional learning in what we're doing because things sometimes have changed. And if we're not willing to make the shift, we're gonna be very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the focus that I had when I did my master's, the the thesis was about the professional learning, personal and professional learning that the teachers of Almontown had when they implemented um, a new curriculum, which was outside of the ministry's curriculum. We created a brand new curriculum to meet the needs of the students that we had in front of us, but it was aligned with the ministry's curriculum. And it's making those bold steps because why are we even in the school in the first place? It's to meet the needs of students, not a curriculum. Mm-hmm. And kids didn't write the curriculum. They have no idea what's in it. We are teaching key concepts and lifelong learning skills. You know, So don't be so hard on yourselves. Please don't just count each incremental step. Remember what's your purpose, remember your passion. And I've always said this, if this is really not what you want to do, get out while you're still ahead or it's gonna get harder. Such a breath of fresh air in terms of how you talk about the profession, how you're doing the profession and the advice you're giving to those who are in the profession. And you mentioned the words calling, you mentioned, you know, um, self-care and so on. And I'm, I'm thinking about our young people um, who are listening to the podcast 
who are at a point of trying to work out what next, those leaving college, those leaving high school, sixth form and so on. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about different kinds of fields, you know, medicine or the sciences or, or what have you. But not often you'll hear somebody say, I want to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I'd love for you to, I mean, I think in listening to you, they would hear, you know, an exciting profession that they could be a part of. But I'd want you to just speak to that person who is listening briefly about the, the opportunity there is in teaching. Yes. In teaching, you touch lives, including your own. <laughs> mm. uh, for a part of our, and I'll start with this story, for a part of our grade 12, because our school is from kindergarten all the way to grade 12. So mm -hmm. we have the wide range of learning experiences in our one building that, that helps to supervise. And our grade 12 students, they do a course that's called Careers Life Connections. Mm -hmm. And they have to do work experience. And uh, thanks again to our Jamaican teacher, Ms. Gunter, I have to, I have to big her up. <laughs> Ms. Gunter became creative because we couldn't really go out into the workplaces. There were, there were not many options here in our little mm -hmm. village. And she said, let's, let's have our students work with our teachers. And we did contracts for them as if they were going out to the workplace and they became teacher assistants. Hmm. And they were not limited. And this is one of the things I want our young people to understand. You're not limited to being what we call the regular classroom teacher. There are so many options in education that you can impact lives, right? So these grade 12 students, I had two young men and these students, they would come in, they would assist me with gathering my, my teaching aids, but they would also sit and they would speak with the little boys, particularly who were disconnected. And the kids just responded so well to them, just being in the room. Hmm. And from that experience with so many of our high school students working with our teachers in the classroom, they learned to appreciate what teachers were doing. They learned to also appreciate the fact that they were impacting other young students' lives. And for some of them, it was just sitting in a corner reading a book and having these young ones asking them questions. For some, it was being in the gym and working with them. I mean, we had a, it was a female student passionate about basketball and that was her job. She did the gym activities and she, she showcased her passion in that. And then of course we have I mean, Jonathan, my son, um, who has been excelling in, in technology since he was in Jamaica as a youngster, although he's not yet in grade 12, Jonathan decided to teach how to create his electronic games online to a group of eight nines and a group of six sevens students. And I mean, and these are young yes. people, right? They are not yet even out of the school system. So start, stop and start to think creatively. And I, I'd encourage them, just research 21st century skills and see yourself in that and see that you have so much to offer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we need to go. Again, remember, we're moving away from the traditional chalk and talk. We've been hearing it for years, but now I think it's becoming more hands-on. I mean, if we have young people who enjoy being on the outside and hiking, there is a place for you in education, mm. right? We do a course that's called Outdoor Ed. And I think it's something we can easily do in Jamaica, especially for our rural schools, you know? Um, if you're interested in the technology part of it, there are courses that you can do online for free that are offered by universities. 
So there are possibilities out there. Take mm. full advantage of it and find yourself in the different segments of education. Stop thinking that you know, you're limited by what maybe you, you saw as a traditional mode of education. Mm-hmm. You could do online teaching. You can do online tutoring. There's so many facets. And all of these are actually areas for self-expression. And it's doing what you do very well. And if you're still not certain, you know, where you fit, then, you know, contact Shelly and I'm sure she'll be able to get in touch <laughs> with me and we can have a thought. Let's explore together because uh, the possibilities are, are endless in education. Candy, that is amazing. I appreciate your willingness to provide mentorship and counsel to whoever may hear that encouragement and choose to you know walk that road that that interesting amazing exciting road of teaching because it's so different and it's refreshing to hear you describe the passion and the possibilities for teaching and still as I'm listening to you there is always this coming back to Jamaica so you're talking about what's going on where you are but there's a coming back to Jamaica what are you going to do to in Jamaica, the connections you're making in Jamaica? And it is from that point of view, I want to ask you within the context of our 60th anniversary, what are some of your hopes? We, we have a few minutes left, but if you could share, what are some one or two of your hopes for Jamaica going forward? Uh, I'm hoping that we'll truly embrace who we are, including mm-hmm. our language, mm-hmm. our people, or skin color or complexions and the multifaceted nature of who we are. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for us to embrace ourselves, embrace who we are. Other cultures are fighting, fighting to stay alive. And we have it and we have looked at, looked on it with disdain in some quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, children were being told that they, they talk bad, they hear bad, they're black and ugly. Those days are done. Yeah, And this is what I want us to do. Embrace ourselves, recognize our worth, our creativity, our educational prowess, our culture. That's, that's what I'd love for us to do as Jamaicans. Mm-hmm. And, and it came really came home to me when I came here in BC and saw the struggle that our, our First Nations population are fighting just to even reclaim their language or to mm-hmm. find people who still speak their language. Right. And so I celebrate. I now say, of course, I'm bilingual. I do mm-hmm. speak two languages now with, with you know, fluency. I'm happy to say. And I, I, I don't feel any way about that. There's no shame in being who we are. Yeah. And there's no shame in showcasing who we are in a very positive and impactful way. And that is my hope for us as young or old Jamaicans. Take pride in who you are. Jamaica is a brand. We're a walking brand and I want us to, to, to hold on to that. And one of the things that I've pledged to do, Shelian, is to continue working with um, the consulate in Ontario. And now mm-hmm. I'm working with the Jamaican Canadian Cultural Association here in BC, where we, we my family and I, we perform uh, cultural activities and cultural items for every independent celebration or flag raising celebration, we are on that stage and we are making our mark and we're saying we are Jamaicans and we're proud of it. And that's what I'd like to challenge the rest of us to do wherever we are in the world. Excellent, Candy. Walking the talk. Love it. We only have a few minutes left, one or two minutes left, and want to close our podcast by, of course, asking you to share three cool things about Jamaica, your favorite spot and why. 
your favorite person and why and your favorite food and why but i'll start with food because that's <laughs> a problem where i am right now wow okay <laughs> i love boiled dumpling oh. and white yam love right and then you pair I that must, with that's some... the first time i've heard that but carry on yes <laughs> you pair that with some cook-up swordfish mm-hmm. and i'm good i'm happy and I miss that, right? Saltfish, uh, I can't find saltfish where I am right now. <laughs> so when last you have that complete meal, boiled dumpling, little yam and saltfish cooked with onion? About, about two weeks ago when my mother visited from Vancouver, uh, which is like four hours thank drive Thank God for away. mommy. <laughs> yes, I had, I had that. So that's my favorite. Um, in terms of my favorite, favorite person. Or person, yes. Okay, person. I really love or I call them or cultural ambassadors. Julie Mango is at the top of my list right mm, now. Yay. Again, for I love all the Julie reasons too. that I spoke. Yes. yes and yes. I, I also, I'd also like to interject uh, Joan Andrea Hutchinson mm-hmm. and our very own St. Andrew High School old girl, Jania Samaru, who started something similar to what these other two ladies are doing right now. She started that, I remember, when I think she was living in Saudi Arabia ah. and she did some stuff online teaching the yes. Jamaican language and proverbs. Right. Yes. So they're at the top of my list. And then my favorite spot is anywhere with a white sand and a beach. Shelly and I don't have that here. <laughs> I've not had it for I'm years. Sorry, Candy. Yes. You <laughs> need to come home soon, summer yes, or I some do. point. <laughs> oh, I wish I hope you get a chance to come home soon soon and enjoy oh. the culture you so excellently portray in Canada. Thank you for being our very special guest on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you for having me, Shelly, it was my pleasure. You have just come to the end of another episode of Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Spotify, Audible, Podcast Addict, or on Stitcher. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, is powered by JN Bank.